So how do we live in the in the year 2017 in the United States of goddamn America and Wi-Fi sucks ass? Do you think Europe has this figured out? Europe, Japan, Korea, I'm assuming China if they let their people connect to the internet at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is bad. I mean, we spent like, what, 12 days in Japan roaming around with this tiny little, like, a third of an iPhone-sized dongle that was just beaming Wi-Fi to two phones. That, that thing never shut down. That thing was a champ. Goddamn champ. And here I am sitting in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's ridiculous, man. We were walking around like a giant metropolis city, and we can't get a solid connection sitting in our own apartments with like a giant router and yeah. much more expensive internet plans. What the fuck is that, man? That thing was the real homie. That was the homie. Hotspot 2017. Hotspot. <laughs> Deserves a Grammy. That's, that's a good little Wi-Fi, man. Yeah, man. So what's going on in your life? Uh, I've been walking around with the mask on. Oh, shit. That's right. You guys are super affected by the fires, huh? Yep. The air is terrible. Damn, like proper, uh, I mean, it, was this a choice or did you get like some government warning or something saying like, please go buy a mask? No, this was a choice because I have an emergency kit that has a mask in it with respirators. So I thought now is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm ever going to use it, it's going to be now. Yeah. Yep. So prepared. Has everybody yeah. got masks on? Like, is that is that everywhere? Not everybody, like not as many as in Japan. Oh, but yeah. But a fair number. Yeah. And you can kind of tell, like, right now, today is a little bit better than the last couple of days, but you just go outside and, like, you could really tell. And, like, I biked somewhere today, and I was really having a hard time breathing by the end of that bike ride, and I probably normally wouldn't have. Damn. Yeah. So you're biking now? Yeah, I'm a biking dude. That's how I do. Is it a fixie? <laughs> yeah, dude. It actually has no gears. <laughs> No gears. <laughs> Once, one single speed one gear is a thing of the past. That's for Trumps. <laughs> now you just Flintstones that shit. It's like the little and kid so bikes where there's no, there are no pedals and they just put their feet on the ground. And it's just sitting walking, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's okay for adults to have scooters now, so I figured that one would be okay, too. Is it a tricycle as well? You have two back wheels? It, well, yeah, it does have training wheels, yes. <laughs> But the cool thing is that I have little tassels on the handlebars. Oh, nice. So, uh, and, like, so they, and a they flap basket. around when you're going really fast. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And you get a basket to keep your groceries. Yep. <laughs> Not going to lie, though, I do really wish that my bike had pegs because every once in a while I'll be going somewhere with a friend. And I'm like, hey, man, it'll be cool if you could jump on the back of my bike. <laughs> but then you got to get a BMX bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to do sweet tricks as well. Uh-huh. I remember thinking when I was a kid and I saw like those cool kids with the bikes that had pegs on them. And I thought, oh, that's like when I'm an adult, I'll have a bike with pegs on it. And then I grow up and realize that those are like not cool anymore and you can't do that. No, no. That, I mean, I don't think it was ever actually cool. Uh, we just thought it was cool. Um, not like a, what's a lot the like, difference. OK, here are things from the 90s that we thought were cool, but probably weren't. Don't, you better not shatter my dreams right now. <laughs> Heelys. Get, shut the fuck up. Right, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Do you remember soaps? 
shoes with like grinding potential so you could just grind down a staircase rail bar thing do you remember that shit what What yeah it was like soaps it was like heelys but instead of like a wheel it was just like this plastic bit in the middle that would let you slide down a rail so instead Hmm. of like grinding down a rail on a skateboard or whatever you just did it in your shoes Oh, shit. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at Google Images right now. Uh-huh. This is fucking rad. It is okay, totally. So you're, zero, you're zero for two because both those things are dope. Okay, <laughs> what else you got? Uh, people riding around BMX bikes with pegs on the back of their uh, wheels for, for their friends to ride around in. Who, okay, a BMX thing is cool, yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm saying specifically people who bought BMX bikes with pegs on the back who never did any BMX tricks. They just rode those bikes around like daily bikes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wear boat shoes and I don't ever go on a boat. Uh, okay. Well, that was number four on my list is boat shoes. Was it really? Sh- Fuck you. <laughs> are you just describing things that I do and or think are cool? No, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> okay, well, if you have anything else, I probably love it. Uh, joggers. <laughs> you can just go fuck yourself. Anyway, welcome to Total Immersion. This is a weekly podcast in which we immerse ourselves in internet subcultures. We do. This is the part where you say the rest of it. Um, see, I'm not going to do that because, not because I'm not prepared, but because I <sighs> am showing my free speech. Oh, my God. By saying that. Anyway, prior Say, to this week, this was a topic that neither of us knew anything about, and we're about to tell you about it. I'm your host, <laughs> Tom Craig. And I'm your also host, Rylan Sedevi. Do you like that, you like that freestyling I just did right there? <sighs> I think Pretty that good, was right? you covering your fucking ass for not having the show notes open. That's called being a professional. Oh, man. Anyway, talking about speaking of being a pre- professional, uh, <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> And it's my job. Speaking of Thuthnet, <laughs> so if I were to ask you, if uh, so, let's say you had a bartender friend. Okay, ten friender, bar bar friender, a bar friend. You had a bar friender, <laughs> and they. It's like, it's like uh, friendster, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and they needed you to cover their shift. Oh, God, I'm getting anxiety already. Right. This thought experiment is making me stressed out. At, at, at at like, a real bar, not a dive bar that's just, like, you know, beer and wine. Uh Uh-huh. Could you do it? If thrown into the fire, not you're not the Mm -hmm. only bartender. There's, like, three or four other bartenders. Mm -hmm. There's a bar back. There's a manager. Like, you just Mm got to get thrown into the fray. They just need someone to help out. Not knowing anything about it. Uh-huh. Could you do it? Am I the, like, I don't know how this shit works, but is there, like, a main bartender guy? Or am I, or are they, is it like there are four people doing all the same thing and I'm one of them? Yes. Okay. You're, the, you're one of the four. I would really like to say yes, because okay. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty with it and I can pick up stuff pretty quickly and be responsible. So I'd like to say that knowing nothing about it, I could probably like ask the right questions and figure it out and then do like a fine job by the end of the night. 
but at the same time, I know nothing about mixing drinks or doing any of that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like two or three hours is not enough to learn all that. Not to mention bartending is like everything I hate in terms of confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> like talking to people who are probably going to give you shit. Having oh, yeah. responsibilities to make people happy. So I think like physically and, and mentally and psychically, probably that would be a hard <laughs> no. Well, if you like customer service where your customers are drunk and you like getting harassed uh -huh. and you like doing it under pressure for minimum wage yes. and tips, then I, uh -huh. boy, do I have the job for you. <laughs> Can I wear Heelys while I do it? Actually, that might help. Because then you could would. like roll around the bar. <laughs> oh, this is a new venture for us. I feel like every podcast we come up with like a new business plan for us. <laughs> we should just have a uh, like a GoFundMe for all of our little bullshit ideas. Yeah, dude. See how much <laughs> every yeah. single every single episode. You know what the bar would be called, right? What would the bar be called? Healy's. I like it. I like it. Let's head out. Let's head over down to Healy's. I'm loving it already. It's great, man. So I'm opening up Wells Fargo right now, by the way. Yeah. Money out of <laughs> a, oh, you're gonna take out a small business loan? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So tell me, tell me about what it's like because I okay. imagine it's very difficult and confusing and sucks ass. So I went into the bartending subreddit expecting to find a lot of uh, like revolutionary ideas and shit that I had no idea was happening behind the uh -huh. bar. Right. Uh, not so much of that. Most of the posts were like just really great stories about how the bartender got back at some asshole customer. <laughs> it was really vindicating to read, like really fucking vindicating. Felt just great. Just for that, just for the reason, like the examples of people having catharsis getting back at customers who were assholes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. First thing I took away from the all of the posts and the whole subreddit is that bartenders don't have to take shit. Unlike the rest of the customer service world, especially like waiters or uh, like if you work in retail or something, mm -hmm. bartenders don't have to take shit. They could just say, okay, I'm not going to serve you anymore. I'm cutting you off. And either that can extend to the entire bar and basically they kick you out for being a dick mm -hmm. or it just extends to them and then your service is really slow because then you're waiting on the next bartender to get to you. And they're usually on the side of the other bartenders. So then they kind of hate you already. Right. So it's like the one customer service industry where, yes, you still want to be nice to your customers and treat them right. But also, if they are dicks to you, you can just fuck them over and just say, get out. <laughs> That's interesting. So it's like you deal with a lot of bullshit bartending. But at the same time, you have a lower tolerance for what you have to put up with. Right. Hmm. Anyway, so second biggest thing I found out is that bars across the world uh, have different rules beyond just whether or not tips are like included in your wages. So then your like hourly wages from the bar itself are lower to try and compensate. But for example, this American, he moved to Australia for like a year or so. And started working in bars there. And he said it was it was like a total turnaround from in America where you... So in, in, in America, you have like a hospitality thing that you have to basically provide, right? It is still very much a customer service industry, whether or not you can just say, get the fuck out. 
even if the customer is being kind of a dick, you only have a job because they're there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In Australia, they give literally zero fucks. So wait, so he went from he went from America to Australia? Yes. Did he have to pour all the drinks on like upside down? Uh not upside yes. down, but all the taps <laughs> all the taps go <laughs> counterclockwise. Right. So it, 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 like down the sink and like pouring a beer and it's all Happy counterclockwise. Happy hour is at like eight AM. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes sense. Christmas in is in uh summer. <laughs> right so you're saying the hospitality it's all it's different there because it's like a lower threshold basically yeah but uh, australians in general just give each other shit more often and like that's part (laughs) of being an australian it's just being able to dole out insults and also take insults that's just like general culture there is it so they're just it is so they're just like calling each other uh, and now for America, this is a, a strong word, but for Australia, this is like bro or man. Uh-huh. They're just calling each other cunts all the time, right? <laughs> it's like mate and cunts. No, they're not. That's not a thing. Yeah, they, they actually are. The bartender was literally like, <laughs> I'm going to have to change my, my dialogue I have with Americans when he comes back to America because he just calls uh-huh. everybody a cunt over there. <laughs> Would that be better? I'm trying. I'm trying to imagine like going to the office in the morning and saying good morning to my manager. Like, what's up? But, like, was it just cunt or is it like other? No, it's it's just it's that. just that word in particular. It's pretty much just that. I mean, the, the, everything else is the same. Like, if you go to a bar and people are throwing around like fucks and shits and stuff, yeah, I mean that's uh-huh. normal. That's Throwing average. shits like no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but. Like, if you come into a bar and you are just immediately addicted to the bartender, he could just go, get the fuck out of here, cunt. Uh-huh. And being of being an Australian, you just go, ah, fuck you, and you walk out. And that's it. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> that's, if, that's your uh, image of what Australian life is like. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're riding is around. It, is can- it, there's like a kangaroo bartender, too? Like, tell me what else is in your fantasy world of Australian okay, bartending. This is, this is what I'm imagining. I'm imagining you ride a kangaroo up to right. the bar. You tie it up like ye old Western style. Right. Tie your horse right. up to the thing. Kick through the door in your, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in your like, khakis and whatever. Your cargo <laughs> pants, right? Right. Sit down at the bar and you go, oi. And the bartender goes, oh, fuck you, you can't get the fuck out of here. And you, you just go, oh, fuck you, and you get out. That's it. That's my imagination of what happened. And then, and then you just hop on your kangaroo back to, like, what, the Sydney Opera House? I don't know what else is in Australia. No, then you just go to the next fucking bar, because let's be realistic, there's another one on the other corner. Uh-huh. But honestly, that's basically what this guy said. No, with right. sub, <laughs> Subtracting... The riding around on a kangaroo. Right. And living in a spaghetti western. Basically, it was just like, you just kick people out because there's a much higher tolerance for just being, like, giving each other shit. He was basically asking the Reddit community what he needs to prepare for when he does come back to America in, like, six months to a year. Well, why? Because he was in America before. Right, but all of his on-the-job experience, bartending, is in Australia. Oh. Basically, he worked for years in Australia, and now he's coming back, and he has no idea, like... He has a general idea that hospitality, or hospo, as he calls it, hospo is a bigger deal. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, by the way, that would be the name of our bar, is hospo. 
Hospo Healy's. Healy's. Oh, that could totally be something. That could be something in San Francisco for sure. It's like the old, it's like in the 50s and 60s where you had like drive-in restaurants and drive-in theaters and the waitresses would come around on uh, skates, you know? Uh (laughs) What I'm imagining for our bar is all of our bartenders and waiters have Heelys or soaps (laughs) and they just grind around or like roll around (laughs) the bar. It's like every table is at the end of a staircase and all the waitresses (laughs) use those shoes to like grind down the handrail. Yes, yes. I, I can see that. Yeah, I'm into that. So they have to serve from the top of the building to the bottom. So whenever right. and there's an elevator at the bottom, so they just go back up, get all the drinks, and then right. and then grind down. <laughs> it's like a circular staircase. Mm-hmm. So they just grind down, and all the way down, they're just like throwing drinks at tables as they're skidding by. <laughs> and also every Perfect. table has like an Xbox hooked up to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Or SSX Tricky, the snowboarding one of the same era, for those who remember uh, that. Yeah. I remember those ones and thinking that they were weird. Were they not weird? Were they cool? They were a little odd, sure. Well, I don't know if I can but, trust you anymore. Everything <laughs> I think is cool, you think it's lame, so whatever. I mean, it's cool for the 90s, but, you know, it's weird now, but give it another 10 Dude. years, it'll be retro and it'll be cool again. Just uh-uh, chill your, uh-uh. just chill it's your jets. It's happening now. Cool your jets, more like bro. Two, more like one or two years. Everything that was cool in the 90s is coming back right now, man. Just cool your jets. It'll be radical again soon. <laughs> Take a chill pill. See? It's already coming back. It is coming back, man. That means we're old. Anyway, what else did you find out? So... There's actually a lot of protection for waiters and bartenders in terms they of like... They wear condoms all day? <laughs> no, but it's like things I just didn't think about. Like people walking out on their checks without paying or they pay with right. a stolen credit card. Some restaurants or bars will try and force their waiters to then have to pay for that. Oh. Totally fucking illegal. A bar cannot coerce their employees into paying for walkouts or paying for stolen credit cards or... right. Because basically that's like on the bank, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's not really like the waiter's fault because they didn't they weren't part of the the walkout or the stealing, really. You know, they weren't part of the thievery involved. You know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of posts uh, with that topic, basically, like my bar is trying to get me to pay for this five hundred seventy five dollar bill because mm-hmm. the credit card I took was stolen or fake. Help, I need legal advice. And people were like linking to different articles, like legal advice articles and stuff about how this shit's not, hmm. the bar can't do that. And then inevitably it gets brought up like, well, can I get fired for bringing up that they can't make me pay for it? Right. And the answer there is the bar cannot fire you because you brought up something illegal that the bar was doing, right? Right. Anyway, I just thought it was pretty interesting that there were actually like protections for the, the the bartenders and the waiters. It seemed to me before I started reading that it was just a basically a job of taking shit from people and not being able to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I would imagine. Turns out bartenders actually have a lot of power over one, allowing their customers to stay. And two, they have a lot of sort of like protections as a union might give you, like workers protections. Really cool to hear. Mm. Well, did you get the feeling that these people enjoyed bartending? For the most part, yeah. Actually, there were only a couple stories where people just like walked out and then found a different job. Most everybody else, if there was a walkout story where they quit, 
it was because of like a bad manager and they just went to go work at another bar. So it seems like something they genuinely enjoy. Oh. They genuinely enjoy like hearing people's stories, making people drinks that they've never had before that they might like. You know, it's the same as a chef, right? Like a chef's desire is to make food for people to enjoy. And maybe someone comes in and they, they're like, you know, I, I'm thinking something savory tonight. And you get to like help them decide what they want. You know, it's kind of like uh, it could be kind of fun, sort of creative. The same thing with a bartender. Right. Could definitely be very creative. The thing is, if you're working in like a dive bar, you're never going to get that. You got to be working in like a higher class bar. Right. Or if you're working on the beach, you're going to be making pina coladas and yeah. serving Coronas only. <laughs> yeah, you want to go to Healy's for a premium experience. <laughs> yeah, you got to come to our new bar and, our new bar and yeah. grill, Hill, Healy's. Mm-hmm. Healy's? Oh, God, I'm never going to be able to pronounce that right. I'll say it's it okay, wrong dude. every time. <laughs> you're just going to be the face. I'll do all the like. Uh, okay. Oh, that's, that's probably good. Okay. One specific thing I read that triggered an interesting thought experiment. Let me ask you something. Let me pose you a go, question. Go. I'm ready. I'm primed. You go to a oh, bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You go to a bar. The woman serving you is pregnant. How okay. do you feel about that? I, th- I would think it would be strange, but only because I've never seen that. I don't think I would uh-huh. make like a moral judgment or anything like that, but it would be one of those, huh, haven't noticed that before. This must be the first time. Yeah. Would you be more? But now that I think about it, I, I'm wondering if that's because they're disallowed from doing it. Right. Is that a social stigma? Like, you know, you're not supposed to drink alcohol while you're pregnant, so you probably shouldn't work in a bar. I mean, it's still a job, right? So, but here, let me ask you something. Uh-huh. Would you uh-huh. be more or less inclined to tip? Would you be more more inclined to tip more, you know, like support the child kind of thing? Would you be a little put mm-hmm. off maybe? See, it, I guess it would depend on how good they were, right? But I guess trying to dissuade from that, I, I, I might tip a little bit more only mm-hmm. because I would imagine it must suck walking around a lot when you're pregnant. True. Yeah, you're, you're on your feet all the time. Yeah. Right. So this was a post where a woman uh, and her husband were deciding whether or not to have a child, but she's a bartender. I think he's in the industry in some way, but she actually looked at it. As a plus, she put the survey out to the community to kind of gauge community response and see if people might be opposed to it. But she mm-hmm. thought about it in sort of a positive light, thinking like people might be more supportive of me. People might be more inclined to order more drinks or tip higher. Uh, and so it might be pretty good, actually, to make more money for the kid, you know, mm-hmm. not trying to be greedy about it. But she's like, you know, it might actually be good if I stay working while I'm pregnant because people might actually pay more, you know, tip higher. Mm-hmm. I had not, I don't know if I've ever been. What was the result of that? Like, did, do you know what happened? People basically agreed with her. Like, yeah, you know, people are probably going to tip you a little higher or maybe order a couple mm-hmm. more drinks or they'll at least be nicer to you. You know, you won't have to deal with as much shit. Right. Pretty much just an out <laughs> for dealing with all the bullshit uh-huh. or most of the bullshit that a bartender usually does. Yeah. And I've never seen that. I, I can't I can't remember a time I've seen that. So I'm just going to go down the line here of a couple more things that bartenders have to deal with. Okay. And I'm looking for, at the end of this, I'm hoping you can give me a new take on whether or not you could fill in your friend's bartending position for that one night. Do I have to be pregnant? <laughs> you have to be pregnant, yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe. So, Where, where's Arnold Schwarzenegger? You need like four or five months uh, prep for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so basically, customer, it's customer service, but all your customers are drunk. Uh, it's cramped working conditions with a lot of coworkers. So you're constantly like running into people. Uh, you could have a faulty keg line or something and you have to, you know, you're losing money basically because the keg is fucked up and so you're getting like too much foam out of it, basically just losing mm-hmm. beer. Um, you also have to take food and drink orders at the same time along with getting, you know, filling, a, you know, you could be making a drink, taking a food order from a new person, taking a drink order from that same person and trying to close out somebody else's tab at the same time. Right. Oh, man, I can, like, barely brush my teeth and do something else at the same time. I know. <laughs> You're cleaning constantly. <laughs> Someone mentioned on the subreddit that you have to, on a busy night at a good restaurant, you'll have to make about four to six drinks per minute. Whoa. And it takes about 15 seconds to pour a pint, which means you can only pour four pints in a minute. Whoa, what the fuck? On top of that, you're cleaning constantly. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're trying to remember, like, you have to remember hundreds of different drink recipes and have to make them and talk to people about them, like, instantly, like, off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, that, that, that one is long-term storage. True. Uh, on, did I mention on top of that, you're cleaning literally constantly? You did, but I, I do that in my daily life anyway, so. Okay, well, that's good for you. <laughs> But filling so, in for my friend and trying to see if I knew the things that my yes. friend knew in terms of those recipes, I'd be fucked. Do you think you could keep up with like the, the speediness, the intensity? So at the beginning of the of this uh, topic, I thought no. And now now that you like went through it and told me what you told me, I think like definitely no. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like not a whole lot to deal with. But I, 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 so it seems like the, the the main takeaways here are customer service, which is already bad. But yeah. imagining customer service in which those people are doing nothing but getting drunk. Yes, it's sort, it's sort of the perfect storm of customer service. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like the worst customer service thing ever. Yeah, pretty much is. But it sounds like people like it. As a fantasy, it seems like a cool job. And I knew a lot of people in college who, over the summer, would take bartending classes because everyone thought it would be really cool to be a bartender. Uh-huh. However, reading people's like actual accounts of what fucking happened to them, I don't think I could do it, man. I really don't. So, so we can imagine, like, Healy's, I'm the main bartender, and I tell you, I call you and I say... Hey man, I'm pregnant and my baby just came six months early. I need you to, to fill in for me. Do you think you could do it like under pressure? Do you think you could do it? Maybe it's cocky to say this, but I I do think I could do it. Maybe with some reading up on like some popular drinks and asking the bartender right. what's popular and like learn how to make that mm-hmm. for the night. But I think I could probably pull it off in a not totally catastrophic way. <laughs> <laughs> God. So what's going on, man? Fuck, dude. I don't know. That was a shit show of internet problems. Uh, are you still on Wi-Fi? Yeah. 
so Spectrum Internet, if you're listening, fuck you. Unless you want to sponsor us, uh, but also still fuck you. No, I'll, I will refuse that sponsor unless it's yeah. a lot of money, like a lot of money. And also yeah. perfect Internet. Enough money for better Internet. But honestly, like 2017, leading economic power in the world, arguably. How does the Internet just go out? Well, you know, it's a series of tubes. Yeah, sure. But I feel like at this point we have enough tube making technology to ensure that the tubes don't just randomly disconnect from each other. That's true. You know, but I think it's more of a duct tape toothpick kind of situation. That's definitely what it feels like. Yeah. Well, we're we're back. Uh, All right. Well, I only had one last question. Uh huh. And it was more of a, a memory test to prove the amount of shit that a bartender has to know. Okay. So I'm going to read you something, and I'm going to need you to follow along and let me know at the end if you followed along. <laughs> okay. Go. So try and remember this. A black Russian, which is vodka and Kahlua, is an easy starting point to remember drinks. Now make a white Russian, which is a black Russian with milk. Now make a paralyzer, which is a white Russian with Coke. Now a brown cow, which is a white Russian without vodka. Do you know how to make a brown cow? Oh, okay, so black Russian is vodka and Kahlua, <laughs> right? Vodka and Kahlua. Yes. White Russian is that plus milk. Yep. And then a paralyzer was, fuck. Uh, mm-hmm. One other thing. I know that you take the vodka out to get the brown cow. Yeah. But there's something about the paralyzer that involved another thing. Indeed. It added Coke. Oh, Coke. Fuck. Okay. All this shit's just like randomly related, and but it's not. There's no like standardization to any of the the names really for the drinks. Right. The terminology is different. The names for these drinks are just random shit people came up with. Wow. All of these things are so closely related that they should be called like different variants of Black Russian or White Russian or. Mm-hmm. But then there's just like Paralyzer, which is a White Russian but just with Coke in it. And you have to yeah, know like well, all of this shit for any any kind of drink, any kind of... And someone could just come into the bar and be like, I like vodka. Make me a drink with that. Right. And you're like, you either say, no, fuck off. Tell me what you want. <laughs> there were tons of stories of people just like walking in and going, beer, please, or white wine, please. And bartenders <laughs> just going, no. <laughs> Tell me what you want. And I'm also, I'm now I'm checking your ID because clearly you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'd like one beer drink, please. Yeah. I will take one adult beverage. Okay, I'm going to have to see your ID for that. <laughs> also, why are you wearing that trench coat and have the head of a 10-year-old? <laughs> yeah, why are you wobbling so much? It looks like your hips are bending a lot. I don't know. I, just, I read that as an example of what people have to remember, and it just totally blew my mind. I failed that miserably, which I guess is a, <laughs> the reason why I don't do that for a living. I thought it was all fairly interesting uh, as a whole. Just as well, uh, uh, opening my mind to the world of bartending and all of its yeah. glory. <laughs> In conclusion, uh, would not do, but is cool that it exists. Yeah, I mean, it was ultimately it was a, a supportive group of people acting as well a support group for all the bullshit that, that they all have to deal with. Yeah, well, that's cool, and, and as yeah. we always say, that's cool that the internet has provided that. It's it's really like, you know how there's the Internet of Things where all of these uh-huh. like little devices are on the Internet and they are Wi-Fi controlled? Uh-huh. I'm finding out that the Internet is very much like the Internet of groups, the Internet of 
tiny cultures, you know? It's like all of these super tiny <clears throat> microcosms of people and interests that are all hyper-connected across the world. And, you know, With this one guy who's in Australia can talk to Americans and be mm -hmm. like, I, I want to I come work as a bartender in America, but I know it's very different. Like, tell me how it's different. And you can fucking do that. Instead of just moving to America and, like, ruining your bartending career for, like, mm -hmm. six months because you don't know what the fuck you're doing in, in, in an American bartending culture. In the end, neither of us could do this probably, yeah. <laughs> which is totally fine. Uh, but 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 before we end, I, I wanted to talk to you, actually. I've okay. gotten some notes about your performance. My performance? Yes, from the executives. We have executives. And they said that uh, to keep this show going, um, they, don't, they don't want you to read anymore. Oh, man. Am I getting fired? You're not getting fired. You are getting transferred to a different <laughs> role. It's actually more of a promotion. For Think you. of it more as a promotion than, you know, yeah. not that. We're going to promote you to lead executive listener. <laughs> lead executive, okay. Uh, and I'm going to be taking the lead executive reader position. Okay, so I'm just a, f I'm just, I'm a sheep. Now? Well, well, no. What I mean, you're the voice of the audience, really. This this is a good thing for you. You're spitting this really well. Interesting, incisive questions, provoking me to question the things that I think I'm an expert on. I Ooh, mean, man. I, I'm envious of you, really, that, that <laughs> you get to uh, do nothing but listen now. Uh, I guess uh -huh. thank you for the promotion. Does it come with a pay increase? Yes, and by increase, I mean decrease. Oh, well, thanks, I guess, for that. Uh, do I get You're tips at least? You're going from zero dollars from no promotions or advertisements <laughs> to still zero dollars. Do we? Is there tips involved? Do we? Do we work for tips? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a tip jar actually, but I have it. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, but if you make me a white Russian, I'll give you a tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't remember what that is, but uh, thanks, <laughs> okay. I guess. Uh, second off, I guess uh, say hi to the investors. Say hi to the, the chairman of the board yeah. of represent. I didn't know we had a board, but uh, say hi and thanks for the questionable promotion. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll let them know. Do uh, I? Can I at least buy a pair of Heelys and get reimbursed? <sighs> Do they provide any ergonomic advantage that like help you complete your job? I mean, I could get to the kitchen, grab a beer, and get back to my mic faster. Okay, yeah. How yeah, much is approved. that worth? <laughs> how much is that worth to the investors? That's definitely approved. Okay, all right. I'll Anything up. that will get you in the chair faster, listening to me, <laughs> is approved. Anything that will get you to sit your ass the fuck down. Yeah. All right. Well. Fine. I accept my side motion promotion on promotion. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm happy because there wasn't a choice anyway. I'm going to go see, I'm going to go on eBay and see if they sell Heelys in size 12. <laughs> <laughs> You're a size 12? Dude, you have giant yeah. feet. I'm like 6'2", man. That's true. But in feet, you're like 35 feet tall. 35. <laughs> you know how many if, Heelys tall I am? In terms of white Russians, I'm about 37 <laughs> white Russians tall. And I don't know what a white Russian is anymore. Anyway, so what did you guys think? Did you get any of that? Could you make any of those drinks after I read them off like that? 
Could you be a bartender if your friend needed you to cover for them for the night? Do you think Heelys are rad or not? Uh, yes, and please use the word rad or radical. Radical will also be accepted. Yes, those are the only uh, options. <laughs> you can let us know on Twitter. I'm at Rylan Sedevi. And I am at the Tom Craig. And you can use the hashtag Heelys. Because that is absolutely not being used right now. I can guarantee it. Hashtag Heelys. <laughs> uh, you can also send us suggestions our email is totalimmersionpodcast at gmail.com. And please, if you can, subscribe. Maybe give us a rating on iTunes, a little review. Couldn't hurt. That stuff seriously does help, and we really appreciate you guys listening. If you could just take a few seconds to do that, it would really help us out on the iTunes magic algorithm. And also tell your friends and family. Spread the word, because we think we're awesome, and we know that you do too. And next episode, I'll be talking about... Deaf people, as in those who cannot hear. Are you a ghost whisperer now? Oh, like deaf people? Deaf people, like the dead. Are you are you talking oh. to the Ted? Are you? Ooh, are you I'm gonna do that. Maybe are you organizing that. a seance? Are you speaking with the devil and the dead this and is, the spirits this of this is world? the seance. We've been summoning demons this whole time. <laughs> You've been dead this whole time, man. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not where I expected this to go. I'm. Why dead. do you think that nobody wears heelys anymore? Can I still buy Healy's? You died in a Healy accident. <laughs> a Healy-related accident? As long as I can, as long as I can keep my Healy's in heaven, I'm mm. good. Okay. I will survive as long as I can maintain '90s radical. <laughs> okay, I'll throw you some tie-dye shirts. Awesome, dude. <laughs> thanks, Brad. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. All right, bye. Totally radical. Later. Later.